Mikey and Rin stay in. Oh, yeah. Hi, guys. Welcome to Mikey and Rin stay in. I'm Mikey. And I'm Rin. And we are here with one of our favorite, favorite friends, old friends from culinary school. Um, it's my friend, Sasha. Hi, Sasha. Hi. How are you? I'm fantastic. So Sasha is in Las Vegas. Um, there's palm trees in the background. Totally. It looks so beautiful. Look at those. Ooh. Ooh. I sometimes don't believe that palm trees exist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, people try well, and have do. palm trees in Portland. Oh, yeah. There's some around. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not like that. No. Yeah. Yeah. Those are robust. They're so, real palm trees. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, cost a, they cost a lot to get trimmed. Just say, uh, do keep they? it at that. Yeah, because they have to climb the trees. They literally have to climb the trees. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. Of so course. there are a lot of maintenance. So you kind of don't like it when your house has a ton of them. So yeah, just okay. fair warning if anyone, <laughs> anyone's planning on it. I saw, I saw, I heard this like podcast where they were talking about how there was these guys in Los, Los Angeles that would go around and steal palm trees. That was like, <laughs> you know, they'd like put them on the back of a huge truck because you could fetch like a ton of money for like really established ones. Wow. Really good ones. That's going to be my like quite an operation. Yeah. To like, because they're really tall and cumbersome and yeah. I can't really imagine stealing them. But anyway. Sasha, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, okay. So Mikey and I met in culinary school. We went in uh, to Napa Valley to the CIA. Um, I've always been a, a family. My family's always been a hospitality-based family, even mm. though I grew up in an outdoor store, but um, we had a bed and breakfast. My grandmother had a bed and breakfast, so cool. I've been in the industry in some way or another since I was 10. Um, and now I am an AGM, an assistant general manager of a restaurant on the Strip in Las Vegas, and uh, my husband's a chef, and we live here with our two dogs, and I am currently uh, 26 weeks pregnant. Awesome. Yay! Congratulations! Yay. So we're due January 10th. <laughs> So oh, cool. starting starting to finally show and the belly's getting bigger by the day. Yeah, New Year's baby. Yeah. That's yeah, 2020 baby. That's awesome. Yeah. It, it's a little worrisome. You never know. She could come early and she could be a Christmas baby. So we'll yeah. see. <laughs> it could be Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very real fact, but I think her name would be like uh, Jesusa. Yeah, Jesusa. Yes, or like Mary. It. I don't know. Choose mm. <laughs> <laughs> Magdalene if you want. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And and how long um, did you guys try for a while, or was it like 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 tell me yeah. about your story about how you guys met and when you yeah. decided to have kids? So we've actually been together almost ten years now, nine mm. and a half years, um, okay. and we were um, not on that path for a little while. We didn't get married till about three over three years ago, mm. uh, three and a half years ago, and then we started trying. Um, and at that point, I was like not quite considered what they call geriatric or old, but I was about to be so um the first year we tried uh and after seven months we had our first miscarriage so that's um you know when i heard your story i immediately connected with you guys and uh it wasn't as far along as you guys but um it was called a chemical miscarriage so she basically was or the the embryo was flushed before she had a chance to attach um mm, okay. but it was still tough it's still your whole body it really messed up your my body um and it does your body takes a while to recover from it all mm. how so no. how, how, what did you feel physically was it more like physical stuff that you felt emotional stuff that you felt well a little of both it was really hard because it was right before our trip to mexico for the year and uh and so when i got there i basically had just taken a pregnancy test we thought we were pregnant 
but all of a sudden I started having bleeding and spotting and it was pretty mm. heavy. And I was in Mexico where you know how it is. Like this just healthcare is very different there. They treat things very differently. Like they basically, there's no one I can really go to at that point down yeah. there. Yeah. So I had to wait till we went back. So I spent the whole time thinking maybe I was pregnant, maybe not. I didn't drink. I didn't, you know, I followed it like I was, but we got home and they said we basically weren't. So mm. it was a bit emotional because that whole like, are we, aren't we for like, it was a good three to four weeks before we could really get checked out. Um, that was rough. So emotionally, but physically it was just like, it wasn't as, as bad physically. Cause it was just, like I said, a lot of spotting, but mm. it wasn't super bad. Um, but it was still just like disheartening, you know, after everything yeah. you've been through, trying. So, um, after that, uh, you know, you're waiting for everything to kind of get back to normal and it just wasn't. Um, and so at my regular, OBGYN appointment, I talked to my, um, my OBGYN and I told her about everything and she said, you know, keep trying. And she, at that point we were, she encouraged us to get like one of the OPK ovulation mm -hmm. predictor kits mm -hmm. and start using that just on a regular basis. So we were doing that. And after six months of that with no success, she said at that point you should be, you know, if you're doing it that way. So, um, and then, then I was officially old. <laughs> Yeah. Right. So, Welcome then, to geriatric pregnancy. Exactly. <laughs> so then I was officially old. So we started doing tests with OBGYN. Um, and then after, you know, the basically everything's based on cycles. You'll figure that, that out, that you're mm. always kind of waiting. Like you can't do certain tests until certain times of the month. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. everything based on cycles and you wait and wait. And after like two or three months of that, basically the results are from the OBGYN, everything seems normal for us. Hmm. So you've got to go to the next step. So that's when we went to the fertility clinic. Okay. So we've never, and I, I have a feeling that you guys are the same way. I've never felt I would be the person to do IVF mm. or to totally. go to any of these measures. It's just like you assume when you're ready, you're going to, it's going to be fine and everything's going to work. Yeah. 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 I just, I figured like the second that we decided because, I mean, we have never basically used protection our, like, whole marriage. But we yeah. were, you know, pulling out and doing those things or whatever. Not, <laughs> Pull out but, method works, but, it turns it's out. Actually, <laughs> yeah. But I was, also, I was just, like, convinced that, like, the second that we decide it's going to be, like, first time we have right. sex, like, babies. Right, and, yeah. right, right. Yeah, and so, you know, and it was, we tried for, what was it, eight months or something and then had. A, a year. Almost. It was about, yeah, yeah, and then a year and then she got pregnant and then had yeah. um, the miscarriage. And then mm -hmm. now it's been, you know, another six almost months. six months. Yeah. And yeah, mm -hmm. it's just like, I, of course, just like you're saying, I never, yeah. I was always like, oh, it's like, we're going to have to keep us from yeah. not having 10 babies. <laughs> yeah. right. Well, and the interesting thing too, is that we spend so much of our adult lives, especially I think as women really mm -hmm. thinking about how am I not going to get pregnant? Yeah. And you know, there's a lot of education around that, whether you, you know, you just learn on your own or you have someone who's teaching you. And then there's not a whole lot of education around, okay, now I really want to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. And yeah. um, I don't know if you experienced this, but do you feel like, like has your, has your relationship to your body changed at all? Uh, absolutely. You get way more in tune with it. You understand things like, and it's crazy to think that it was like I was 37, 36 years old when I started to understand like, oh, there's certain times of the month where my boobs hurt. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you just like you always thought, hey, my boobs hurt today, but you never would think about like where that correlated to. Mm. And now it's like everything just kind of like changes and you're different. So mm. I, I think that you absolutely get to know your body a lot better when you're going through this. And the people who get pregnant right away, they never do. They just kind of like it happens. So right, right. Um, I think for for me, I've had a, a big process of trying to really understand everything and get to know everything. And I'm not one of those people like you'll, you'll find in your journey that there are people who get like obsessed with it and, and not that it's a good or a bad thing, but they just, they will go on every chat board and their life is devoted for it. And they know all these abbreviations and they know this and that and how, what was this level at this day? And I'm not one of those people. Mm. I really believe in kind of the process and I trust the doctors and I I'll tell you more about my journey in a minute, but, um, I just really am not one of those people who I'm not going to be able to tell you as much about that side of things. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Great. Well, we, we want to hear good. about your journey anyway. Yeah. We don't really give yeah. a shit about the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> right, it's, yeah. Crazy. it's crazy. When you start meeting those people, you're like, uh, I don't know what that was. It just right. happened. So, yeah. Um, so our first kind of meeting with, with the fertility specialist, I thought there was, like, if you had asked me at that point what the chances are of me doing IVF were, I would have said, like, 0%, mm. maybe 2%. Mm. We went in and we talked about us. Um, both of us had results that were normal mm-hmm. on the edge of abnormal. So they technically were normal for different things. Um, mine was um, that basically, uh, and this is where it gets super technical, but every every month you have eggs that are kind of like getting mature and grow, getting to the top of your ovaries. Um, and then, you know, at the day one shoots out, but they actually measure how many are getting mature and how many are, are getting ready. And Mm. mine was on the normal side to the low side, Mm. which is like a very small thing, but they're like, it could be that. Um, and then my husband's, it wasn't the, um, sperm count. It was their, uh, they looked abnormal. So there's another measurement that some of them look abnormal. Morphology. Yes. Same with yes, that guy. That's the morphology. What I have. Yeah, so totally. his his was still normal, but it was on the edge of abnormal. Mm. Okay. And it's crazy how few of your guys' sperms are normal. I'm like, when oh, they told wild. me the number, yeah. only 10% are normal, and that's normal. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what is going on with the rest of those guys? Right. <laughs> it's a low bar for what, men. Yeah. What do they look like? Yeah. yeah. Well, I know. I've been. Ha- I was having all of these dreams that mine were like square headed and just like swimming in a circle, like ha 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 ha, you know, blockheads. Yeah. Ugh. So um, they were both on the edge, and then okay. they went through the. And this is where you'll go. They go through your options, and one of them is IUI. Yeah. Which we talked about. Um, and they gave us a 10% success rate with IUI. Wow. Um, and then they went through the IVF and they said it was like 60% success rate with IVF. Um, and of course, coming from the man's point of view, he's like, well, let's definitely do IVF. And I'm like, honey, you're not going to have to be into this doctor's office every single day. You're not the one who's going to have to stop his schedule in the middle of the month for three days to take off because it is, right. it's a commitment. It's a time consuming commitment to do yeah. IVF. Mm. Um, it's not something that you need to take on lightly. Um, just know that it takes up a lot of your time. So yeah. sure. of course in his mind, he said, let's do it. 
And in my mind, I was like, I need to think about it. Yeah. And well, that's funny. Actually, See, I would normally think that the man, like when we were in, a, so for everybody, yeah. for people listening, Rennie and I mm-hmm. just went to the fertility specialist for the first mm-hmm. time and just have started to like look into these options. So it's very mm-hmm. apropos that we're talking to you. But I was kind of like in the room of people, which was not that many. Um, all the men were like freaking out because IVF, not that like men are the only ones that worry about money, yeah. but like IVF is just so much yeah. more expensive. So all the guys yeah. were like, oh, so like an IUI is only like 500 bucks. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you want to like explain what the IUI versus IVF is? Like, or do you sure. think do you want to go into that a little bit? Yeah. Um, so IUI is essentially, um, intrauterine insemination. insemination. Yeah, totally. Um, and you basically take the sperm and you wash it and get the most perfect sperms available. And then you track the woman to make sure that she's doing ovulation perfectly and you get to the perfect point and it's like a turkey baster method in the doctor's office. Totally. Right. So it is only 500 bucks or a thousand or whatever, but it's a lot less than IVF. Um, but if you're already having problems, there's a chance that you're still going to have problems. Mm. And that's yeah. why the, mm-hmm. the percent of that working is kind of low. Whereas IVF, is basically we take the best sperm, we wash them, we make them perfect, and then we go in and actually we give you a t- shit ton of hormones yeah. to make sure <laughs> that you're you are like peak, and then they go in and extract as many eggs as possible mm-hmm. after you kind of matured as many eggs as possible. And then the numbers from there, everyone will tell you their numbers, how many they started with, how many they ended with. Um, and then now you want to genetically test almost all of them. Um, mm-hmm. That's kind right. of the thing is they don't want to waste all the time and effort on something that uh, genetically is not going to uh, make it. And totally. that's one of the right. biggest reasons for miscarriages is genetic reasons that they yeah. just they're not they're not meant to survive so your body's not going to put it through the process right right so um so anyways we were still kind of on the fence about things and i literally went the next day i went to the uh dentist office and this is kind of a side story but it's important because yeah. i went in and i sat down and my dental hygienist was pregnant and she immediately started talking to me about how she, she's pregnant through ivf Mm. And oh, wow. I've never wow. had anyone talk to me in my life about it. Wow. I didn't, I didn't even huh. really know what it was. I didn't know what was going on. I was kind of like vaguely aware from the day before. And all of a sudden I sit down and she's like, I'm like six months pregnant with an IVF baby. And I was afraid, like when it happened to me, no one was really talking about it. So I'm talking to everyone about it. Yeah. So that's why I really wanted to reach out to you because I cool. feel like there's so much like kind of. Uh, smoke and mirrors are involved in it mm. and it's it's mm. really good to just keep talking about all these issues that we go through because there's so many people who go through them sure totally so i basically left did you take that as like, like a sign, a sign. <laughs> yeah, yeah okay <laughs> I, I mean i don't i literally left the office and i was like i guess we're getting ivf like there's wow. no other reason for that to happen so yeah. um our try our like path was a little rough so we like I said everyone talks about their numbers we started with like I think 17 eggs um and after they basically wait to see how they develop and which ones develop normally and we ended up with three eggs um that were genetically tested normal so uh the numbers dwindle down like the next day you find out that you know three of them died through the night so you're at 14 and then you know, then four days later, they tell you five survived and you're like, oh, only five. <laughs> and then they genetically test them and then you end up with, you know, whatever your number is. So I had mm-hmm. three and okay. we decided to find out and there was a male and two females. Um, so 
we waited, it was like two months, and then we wanted to go through the, the procedure of the implantation, and we chose the male first. Um, and our the whole thing is they, they give you more hormones, and they lead you up to where your uterus is ready to go again, mm. and it's like raring, and they basically check the uterus lining to make sure it's thick enough and plump enough and ready to kind of receive it. Mm. Um, and so the first month we tried, and it was immediately perfect and we went in and I got the male embryo or uh, blastocyst they call it a blastocyst at that time because it's even smaller than an embryo mm-hmm. and got him implanted and they test you like 10 days later and we were not pregnant mm-hmm. okay so that's and you're gonna that's like everyone has their different path um and ours was you know that was kind of our big setback at that time but we had two more and we were okay with that um so we like took a month off and then the following month we attempted again. And after that point, my uterus lining couldn't get to the point where it needed to be. Mm, so, okay. um, it's, it's measured and it's, you know, you're supposed to be at an eight in order to get it transferred. And, um, I was never getting to an eight. I was getting to a six or a seven and never to an eight. So okay. after about five months, my doctor basically said, I've never had someone take five months to do this. This is, something's going on um and we need to figure this out but i was also going through some stuff at work and some personal stuff and it was just really high stress levels and i just knew that wasn't good for me um so i talked to the gm of my restaurant and i took about a six-week break leave of Mm. absence wow which was amazing that i was i was able to um i had some vacation saved up but also just you know the company basically is very good at giving you the time you need in just personal situations like that. So cool. Okay. Took about six weeks off and I started doing acupuncture. Yeah. Uh, like that part of the story. Um, but, uh, you know, I'd heard about people using acupuncture to get ready for the retrieval process mm-hmm. because they basically get you really healthy, get your eggs really healthy. And so when you pull them out, all the eggs are really happy and big and healthy. Um, but, I'd never really heard about people using it at this point. So um, acupuncturists here in Vegas are a lot less common, it sounds like, than Portland. Mm. Um, But there's a couple that specialize in fertility here. And I had one, Dr. Lisa Grant, who um, she's kind of more like a life coach, I would say. Like, she does acupuncture, (laughs) but she gets, like, everything, like, okay, tell me, what are your biggest issues? Like, okay, stress. We'll deal with stress. Okay, Mm. you have allergies. Here's how we're going to deal with allergies. So she went through kind of, like, everything in my life that was causing problems. And she had had me um, do a few things. One of the things was I changed my diet a little bit. I wasn't as good on my diet as I should have been. But like, you know, no white sugar, no white flour, anything like that. Um, And then I slowed down a little bit because Hmm. I'm a very, I'm an athlete. And at heart, I just want to be out there doing stuff all the time. So I had to relax and I had to slow down. Um, And I literally took the six weeks off. Originally, I was like, I'm going to take the six weeks off. I'm going to work out. I'm going to be like so healthy. I'm going to be great. And immediately she's like, no, you're not. Wow. So I was able to, I was able to work out a couple times a week, but it was like no more than 45 minutes a week. Um, mm. definitely don't want to get to the point where you're exhausted. Um, so between that and then there was obviously acupuncture and then a few other kind of methods that she worked on. Um, so I took the six weeks off. Um, I also started getting, there's, um, and this is where like 
I just tried to throw everything at it. I was yeah. like, we're going to make this work. Sure. So um, I did my infertility mas- mas- massage, which is something mm. actually my parents live in Mexico and they had told me about it through Mexico. Cool. Um, and when I'd been down there, one of their house cleaners practices it a little bit. And so she um, did a, a massage on me as well. And I found someone here in Vegas who does this mind fertility massage. And it's really like a stomach massage. Yes. It's very odd. Yes. You know of it. <laughs> well, I did one. Oh, you did? The yeah. After the, after the miscarriage, I did a yeah. like a steam, like a pelvic yeah. steam and then a abdominal massage. And it was... Yeah. Amazing. It's very interesting. It is really interesting and pretty intense. Yeah. Uh, they definitely, yeah. like the masseuse was at the end, she's like, see how soft everything is? I was like, I don't know. Now I have to pee. So <laughs> you, get, you get like a lot of stuff out of you. But I started doing those. Um, and like I said, I changed up my diet a bit. I went back to work, but I was just working on my stress levels being down basically. Mm. Um, and then there was one medical thing we added in. So I had talked to a couple people and one of the things that has been brought up is actually Viagra, vaginal Viagra for women mm. helps with the uterus lining. Huh. So, um, wait, wait, I went tell, back- us, tell us more about that. You can't just skip <laughs> over that. Yeah. Well, there's really, it's not that exciting for women. You um, just like, do you insert it? Yeah. It's like a little capsule and no it's like a plunger. Shit. Awesome. Um, and, but it, I didn't take it long enough for to notice really. So basically I basically got the blessing of my acupuncturist to go back into it all. Okay. And, um, I went back into it with, you know, my massages, my acupuncture, my relaxation. And then now we are adding this Viagra in. And so we popped that all together and we started testing me again. Like at this point it had been five or six months off from like going to the clinic at all. Mm. Um, so we go back and we go in, we start testing and right away, you know, we get to the, I think it's like day 10 when you need to be at that level. And I was at an eight already. Where Yes. So wow. whether it was the acupuncture, the time off, mm. the massages, the Viagra, we don't really know. But at the end of the day, it just immediately was like things were looking really good. Mm. Um, so uh, the thing is you get no say in when it happens. So you have to have a very flexible job. Yeah. And my GM was very understanding, and basically I was like, okay, it's happening Wednesday. And so I got Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off. She tried to give me way more than that. I was like, no, I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to come back to work Saturday. Um, and then 10 days later, we're, we're pregnant. So wow. it's, been, it's it was a long path. It was overall, it was like uh, 14 months from wow, first okay, meeting yeah. to being pregnant. But mm-hmm. obviously about a lot of money, too, went into it. But yeah. Um, yeah, look, we're really happy. Is because is that considered three rounds of IVF? Like, was it three separate? Well, you'll once you get into insurance and stuff, they they'll talk about retrievals versus implantation. There's two different oh, sides of it. So retrievals okay. is the big one, mm-hmm. and we only had one retrieval. Okay. Um, that was the really expensive one. And then after that, once your first implantation fails, they'll say, you know, this next one's fifteen hundred dollars. So it's not the oh, okay. twenty plus thousand dollars every time you go to implant it, um, but the the getting everything out is the expensive part. Okay. Um, yeah. So and yeah, we can get more into that about money, but it gets a lot more expensive just because of the drugs, and they don't really count that in when they tell you. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And did you have insurance that covered things? It says well, they say they cover a portion of it. Yeah. Um, but you know it's hard to tell how much they actually covered. So even totally. I would, I would say without with insurance, 
it was about twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's. Um, but that's, you know, we have go good ahead. insurance, but I don't. You know, ours doesn't cover IVF, Mm-mm. and we've heard Mm-mm. about kind of like these supplemental insurance plans that mm-hmm. you can get that that cover. Yeah. So I don't know. We're just, it's all so new to us that we're yeah. interested. Yeah. Yeah, and it, every case is different. So maybe IUI makes sense for me. My sister-in-law got IUI and had two kids from that. So cool. Wow. Um, hmm. the, it, it everyone's different. So totally. just don't be. You know, it's good to get the word out, but it's good just to talk about it and to yeah. be able to have conversations. That's awesome. Yeah. What do you What are you guys planning for the birth? Uh, we are pretty traditional. It's going to be a hospital. Um, cool. My store. My story is actually that my mom had wanted to have me, uh, Rin, you may or may not know this. My parents are big hippies from New Mexico (laughs) and that's why Mikey and I got along so well. And my, my parents wanted to have me with a midwife and, uh, my brother and myself, we both went to the midwifery center and after 24 hours, they basically kicked us out and sent us to the hospital. (laughs) So I was born in a hospital with a doctor after 48 hours. And, uh, I just, you know, especially can, I just, I feel comfortable there and I like my OBGYN. So nice. um, You're skipping the middleman or middle woman. Yeah. (laughs) We're, we're going to stay away from the midwife, but, um, you know, now we're thinking about my parents just found out what a doula is. Do you know, guys know what a doula sure. is? Yes, <laughs> but, but talk more because I feel like yeah. doulas are kind of the unsung heroes um, yeah. of birth yeah. for sure. So doulas is basically a non, they're not a doctor. They're not really a nurse. They're a separate like entity altogether where you can hire them and they basically hang out with you during your birth and they know everything. Like they will tell you how to breathe and how to, you know, when to push and when not to. Um, obviously, I would always trust the doctor over the doula, but the doula's there when the doctor's not there. The doula's mm-hmm. there to kind of help you. Mm-hmm. Um, and my parents just found out about it, and they're, like, all for paying for a doula. <laughs> oh, that's at my, awesome. So, yeah, they're excited. They they want, so I have to start doing research on that now, so. We have, uh, we live in Portland, so there's like 900 doulas on our block, (laughs) but there's, there's a woman that, uh, lives maybe two blocks away who has like this mustard yellow, uh, probably 80, 1983, like VW bus that is, that says doula bus on the side of it in big letters. (laughs) We can shout them out. That is Bridgetown baby. Yeah. So if you are, if you live in Portland and you're looking for birth doulas, um, (laughs) nope, I'm sorry. They're postpartum doulas. Uh, Bridgetown baby is awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I, I just appreciate that there's, um, you know, I think that the, the birth world is, is getting bigger and that Mm -hmm. there's just more knowledge around, um, it, it does kind of take a village. Sometimes it takes a village to get pregnant and sometimes it takes a village to have a baby. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that for a long time, women, just sort of did it on their own. And, um, and it's a lot, I mean, as you know, the, the whole fertility Mm -hmm. process is, it's a lot physically. You had to take a lot of meds. You had to give yourself a trigger shot. You had to, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, and I think that we're, we're now just sort of getting keen to the fact that, um, we women go through a lot and we are, we are, a lot of us are choosing to have children later. And so, you know, that just kind of sometimes complicates things too. And the medical profession would really like to tell you how much it does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm lucky. My doctor has not been like super shamey about my age. She hasn't Great. been super shamey about my weight. Like she's like very been very nice to me because I hear all these horror stories of people like I gained like three pounds between visits and the doctor's like yelling at me and I'm like, oh, so as if you're not been, going through enough. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. You have this alien growing inside of you starting to like kick you in your pelvis. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us, tell us about that. Like what are you, so you're about five months, correct? 20, six months, six, six months. months. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so tell us a little bit about what you're experiencing. What's your body feel like? Um, I started to feel her move late in the pregnancy. So they say like 16 to 22 weeks is when you start to feel her. I felt mm. her about 23 weeks. Okay. Um, and now it's like nonstop. She's getting really strong now. I think she's a little over two pounds. Um, and she has turned, so her head's down already. Um, and so I get a lot of the head butts into the, uh, like the cervix and then like kicks up into the ribs, which is really fun. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah. but we're finally to the point where now my husband can feel her move as well, which is exciting. Um, mm. it hasn't been too difficult. I didn't have morning sickness. Um, I have bad indigestion now because there's like a you'll learn there's so much you learn about your body when this happens like it's crazy what your body does but your digestion slows way 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 down so when you eat it doesn't immediately get digested and then there's not a lot of room so it kind of sits up high in your chest yeah and so like you can't really bend over after you eat or anything because you might throw up it's really fun (laughs) (laughs) but well and especially for someone that works in the food industry right it's like you're just food all the time i really (laughs) i'm not hungry a lot like i i think that maybe that's my saving grace why i haven't gained a lot of weight is like i just i'm not hungry because i'm like i don't want to feel like that the rest of the day so yeah yeah. um i have to force myself to eat but yeah other than that it's been pretty good um Buying the new clothes is a little annoying. I'm not going to lie. I don't enjoy spending money on clothes for two months. <laughs> right, sure. Right. I just had this realization last week. I have to buy a freaking coat for two months, and I, like, can't. It's like my head can't deal with that. <laughs> You're just going to layer like, up, like, moo-moos. Just yes, like, nope, yes, yeah. nope, yeah. Because come January, end of January, I can wear my normal coats again. So it's literally, yeah. like... November, December, I need a coat that will fit over my giant belly. I know they That's should. It. Someone, we, maybe the three of us need to invent, like, rent the runway, but it's, like, <laughs> rent the baby gear. Yeah. Oh, they have that all. They have that all, Mikey. You'll learn they do? All okay. About that. Yeah. Yeah. So just, <laughs> I just need to rent a coat for two months. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like you can. You can. No, it's, it's very interesting. It's a whole different world out there. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm curious, maybe... I don't know if you have another question, but I'm, I'm sort of curious about you and your hubby, um, what this sort of journey has, how has it affected your relationship? Um, you know, I know that we've, it's, it's really tested us, I think in a lot of ways and, and, um, has also in a lot of ways really brought us closer. It's like, yeah, this is my fucking road dog here. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious about that. How, how do you feel like it's changed your relationship? Um, I'd say probably pretty similar to yours. It definitely, it tries at certain points after so many years of going through ups and downs. Um, he's been incredibly supportive, obviously. Um, he, you know, is, is there and understands and he gets just as disappointed as I do. Probably, uh, doesn't have the hormones going on at the same time. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Less so. Uh, but like every time we see, you know, uh, every time you get your period, every month, every yeah. time you, uh, 
you take pregnancy test and it's negative. It's just like this constant barrage of like being disappointed. So, um, I mean, to have someone by your side who's just constantly, you know, there with you and not necessarily going to be encouraging because they're just feeling it as well, but that's just all you need when you're going through it. So, um, we've had our, our moments where I, it's frustrating and, and I try and like recognize when it's hormones and when it's, you know, but at the end of the day, I tell him how I'm feeling and, um, we're both very, very happy. Um, and you know, it's, we've pulled through it. Um, but, but at the end of the day, it's kind of build your relationship and you see how you're going to deal with those struggles through it. Mm. Yeah. So it's, it's a, it's a, a good process to go through together and to work through together. And Mm. it's good. Yeah. Yeah. All the trials and tribulations of a partnership, you know, and it's Mm -hmm. like put in a, pressure cooker i feel like when it comes to this stuff yeah and you're on a you're on a clock too right of course yeah yeah. Yeah, um yeah one last little thing do you Mm -hmm. well i guess two last little things yeah um i do you have a because i i think a fair amount of our listeners are people that are on a fertility journey and of some variety um that might be challenging so do you have a little nugget do you have something that you can sort of, um, I don't know, a, a little ray of hope or a yeah. some little anecdote that you feel like might be um, might be helpful? I my only thing I would say is that I really I I get really disheartened when I hear people always comparing each other themselves to each other mm. and and through this whole thing is everyone has their own journey and that's what I keep trying to you know remind myself and to um when I when people tell me well so and so went through this and it's just everyone's going to be different yeah and there are so many it's like a choose your own adventure book yeah. you know for better or for worse everyone's going to turn to a different page and um a lot of it you're going to have to kind of figure out how to deal with so um it's really good to have a good support system but just don't compare yourself to other people and just know that um, it's going to work out how it's going to work out. And Yeah. God, that's so good too, Sasha, because I feel like just like being pregnant, being then being a mom, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's, you've got like Instagram shoved up your asshole every oh, yeah. day. And it's like, well, wait a minute, they're doing then, it better than, than I am, aren't they? Yeah. And then in the, in the pregnancy world, in the miscarriage world, all those things, like the amount of story toppers or like story mm-hmm. bottomers, like, oh, you think your miscarriage was bad. Well, this is what I went through. And right. it's just such a, what a weird thing to yeah. be competitive yeah. about. It's yeah. like, no, nope, yeah. that's your story. This is our story. So yeah. at the end of the day, everyone's going through something and yeah. just right. be right. to that and understand. And, and I really think people need to talk about about it more and just mm. be more aware of what's going on because yeah. everyone the amount of people who come out to me when I talk about it and mm. you know the people who talk about it online and then I feel comfortable talking about it it's it's all good it's all good I love just that amen to that preach okay so at the end of each interview we like to do a fun little five questions segment mm-hmm. and so we're gonna ask you five questions you can give us the short fun answer of your choice <laughs> okay. are you ready I'm I think I am you're so ready <laughs> Okay, first one, kind of a softball, but tell us your last positive experience with a doctor. Oh yeah, good sometimes one. sometimes our interviews end up going kind of down like a negative path, so we like to like tell us the like best thing that's happened with you with a health practitioner lately. Lately, um, just today I had kind of what I thought was um, I 
I think I might have a yeast infection and I was hadn't contacted my doctor outside of my normal visits mm. and I was kind of concerned how that was going to go. How do you contact them? Is it going to be like a week until I can see her? Mm. And I called up and they had, I had never listened that long to the recording, but it was like, press five if you want to talk to a nurse. Like, I didn't know that was an option. So I awesome. pressed five, I talked to a nurse and she got me in there within like two hours to Whoa. do a urine test and I'm waiting on results and it was like so easy and just like, it's it's funny when you go there only for your pap smear every year. You have very different experiences, but sure. um, it was just a very efficient, uh, you know. And they gave me all the information right away, so that was a. But I've had a lot of very good experiences with a lot of. Yeah, it sounds like it. Got efficiency in the healthcare system. It's something you yeah. don't yeah, hear not, a lot about. Not so. frequent. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay, let's do. Um, how about your favorite '90s makeout song? Um, I'll make love to you. <gasps> Boys to men. Solid. Uh huh. Very romantic. One. I like that. Yeah, yes. that's a slow kissing song. Yes, too. it yeah. is. <laughs> Lots of tongue with uh, when with a lot of um synth uh trump trumpeting happening or saxophoning yes. happening. Yes, very nice. I like it. I like okay, it. Uh, favorite swear word. <laughs> Um, Sasha and I used to love to drink and swear together in culinary school. I'm, I'm like a sailor still. Uh, it's something I have to protect myself from sometimes. Um, <laughs> probably a good a good cocksucker is a, a just a very good descriptive one. Yes, that's the first one we've gotten of cocksucker. I love it. I think everybody else has been a fuck. Yeah, but cocksucker Ooh, is good. Really, it like delivers something yeah. solid. And you can say you can say cocksucker through like gritted teeth, yes. and it really feels like. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. Like wow, good one. Um, speaking of cocksuckers, your favorite 2020 <laughs> presidential candidate. <laughs> That's a rough one, man. I'm with a rough pool right now. Um, 2020 presidential candidate. Uh, And you can give uh, us a couple. I, you know, it, I feel like all the ones that I'm hoping for are just dropping out and it's not going to work out. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I was so a Bernie guy in the first election. And now I'm thinking it's time for us to get some younger, newer blood in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I really wish Cory Booker would do great things. I, I just don't yeah. know why. I'm drawn to him. I yeah, really wish he yeah. would, but he's still at that 1% and it's not going to move, I don't think. So. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I like that. I get that. All right. Last but not least, what is your eat your feeling snack? What is the the, the snack that you go to when things are low Mm -hmm. or high? (laughs) Um, Probably jalapeno poppers with ranch dressing. Wow. Good one. That's a good one. Wait, did you grow up in New Mexico? Mm-hmm. Okay. Spice is life. Yeah. Yes. By the way, yes. Mikey, your state and my state are kind of having a war right now about green chili. I don't know if you've heard about this. I don't know about it. Uh, so apparently the, the mayor or the governor of, I guess the governor of Colorado, uh, yeah. called out and basically said, um, Colorado chilies are now being carried, uh, across the United States in supermarkets where finally people can realize that they're better than New Mexican <gasps> chilies. 
Whoa. So you're throwing things down with a bunch Shot of across the bow. New Mexicans Ouch. over Chili's. Yeah. There's some pissed people. So now there's they're buying billboards all across Colorado with uh, for New Mexico chilies, and awesome. there's a whole bunch of memes. I'll send them to you. They're really funny. Scott, <laughs> and the the chili people in both states probably started this together. Right, yes. I like it. Like, it's all it's all about publicity, but at the end of the day, it's it's pretty funny. I love things like that. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, I'll have to go when I'm next time I'm home. I'm going to eat both. Nice. Okay. New Mexico's better. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give it to you. Unequivocally. And I just, I feel like New Mexico, it's just like what New Mexico's known for. I don't even think of that in Colorado. So I'm like, you got it. Yeah. It's yours. Yeah. We got Rocky Mountain oysters. (laughs) Cool. Sasha, thank you so much for talking with us. Oh, you are just a gem. You really are. Thank you so much for, um, yeah, just talking so intimately about this stuff um yeah, yeah we really appreciate it this is just for everyone listening this is the first time that i've met sasha so yeah. um i just really appreciate you yeah yeah i'm happy to get the word out there like i said i just don't want more people to start talking about what's going on yeah, yeah it's awesome well sasha thanks so much um thanks everybody for tuning in uh i'm mikey and i'm rin and tonight <gasps> we're Oh, we're gonna stay in. Uh, nice vibrato on that. Nailed it.